Alright everybody, sorry for the little delay, trying to figure out this, this Anchor app, but I'm here to talk basketball. First and foremost, hope everybody is doing good, everybody's doing well, I hope everybody is having a beautiful day so far. Um... So it appears that I can't do the podcast like live and people can't listen live and I will have to publish this episode, but I will be posting the link for that in a few minutes while after I finish this. What a year it has been. A few months ago. If you would have said that we were having a continuation of the NBA season, I would have looked at you like you were crazy. I would have never thought that they would have found a way to continue the season due to the pandemic that we're in. Um, But there's a will, there's a way, and the NBA has definitely made a way. And the bubble... I can honestly say has been some of the most entertaining basketball that I have seen. You had a lot of shockers, a lot of eye openers. Playoffs began this week. And boy, oh boy, do I have some stuff to talk about here. So without any further ado, let's get it started. Game one in the Western Conference, the Utah Jazz are taking on the Denver Nuggets. Game one, Donovan Mitchell had an outstanding game, 57 points, nine rebounds, seven assists. That boy played his heart out and went down to the wire. In the fourth quarter, it was a battle of the guards. Jamal Murray, 36 points, caught fire in the fourth quarter. And in overtime is when the Jazz started getting shaky. Turnovers were costly. Donovan Mitchell had a couple of turnovers in overtime. Still had a stellar game. Utah had four players in double figures. Gobert with 17, Ingles with 19, Clarkson with 18, and of course, Mitchell with the 57. Nikola Jokic, the Joker, 29 points. And the Utah Jazz had six players in double figures. You had Michael Porter Jr. with 13, Torrey Craig with 11, Jeremy Grant, 19, and Morris with 14. Now, now, just by how this first game went, I honestly believe that this series will go to seven games. Game two, Donovan Mitchell continues his scoring. 30 points, and Jordan Clarkson stepped up with 26 points. Jazz take game two. And... Might I add, Jazz are playing without 
starting guard Mike Conley, who left the bubble for the birth of his son. Congratulations to Mike Conley on the birth of his newly born son. And in the second game, Nuggets, the Nuggets, Jamal Murray, he kind of disappeared. 14 points, Jokic had 28. Michael Porter Jr. did step up. He had 28. But unfortunately, that wasn't enough for Donovan Mitchell and the Utah Jazz to um, win that game. To lose that game, I'm sorry. So, judging by the first, yeah, like I said, judging by the first two games of the series, I believe that this will go to seven games. Now, for a winner of the series, I'm not too sure about that yet. But I do predict that this is going to seven games. In all honesty, this series will most likely go to seven games. Let's move on to the Eastern Conference. Brooklyn Nets taking on the Toronto Raptors. And it's expected. Raptors taking both games one and two. I expect the Raptors to sweep the Brooklyn Nets. And that at the least, the Nets will probably give them one loss. But I expect the Raptors to sweep the Nets more likely. Fred Van Vliet, 30 points, eight three-pointers in game one. Now, see... Fred Van Vliet, any team would be happy to have him. He, the improvement that he has made through the years and that performance that he had in the finals last year, oh my goodness. Great shooter, can facilitate the floor. He'll give you something, and he's showing it. Nets started to show a little fight in the third quarter, but just, the push just wasn't there. The, the run wasn't consistent enough. Game two, Nets were led by Garrett Temple, 21 points. And guard Joe Harris left the bubble yesterday for personal matters. Hope everything is okay with him. He is a key piece to the Nets offense. Great shooter. But unfortunately, the Nets fell short to the Toronto Raptors in game two. That series isn't going to be much of an entertainment. I got the Raptors coming out of that one. Clean sweep. No questions asked. No doubt about that. Now on to another series, which is not going to be as entertaining as it should be. You got the Philadelphia 76ers and the Boston Celtics. 76ers playing without star guard Ben Simmons. He left the bubble last week for surgery. Praying for a speedy recovery for him. Um, 
And boy, the the Celtics that 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 Tatum and and Brown duo. I was just saying this the other day. If Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown can stay consistent and average at least twenty five apiece, if they can stay, if they can keep putting up numbers like this in Game One, Jason Tatum had thirty two points, Jalen Brown twenty nine points. Joel Embiid, 26 points. That's not enough, though. And let's talk about Al Horford real quick. Al Horford only had six six points. Six points from Al Horford. That ain't going to do it. That is not going to do it. This is playoff basketball. Playoff basketball. Most important basketball of the year. You're supposed to be one of the veterans and one of the lead players on the team. You can't come out scoring just six points. That you, you, you can't. You can't do that. If nobody else is gonna step up, which the 76ers haven't had that player so far, then you gotta you gotta step up yourself. You can't score. You can't score just six points. Al Horford is former All Star. I expect more from him, a lot more. Game two, Jason Tatum erupts for thirty three. Jalen Brown scores twenty, and Kimball Walker steps up with twenty two. Joel Embiid had a better game, thirty four points, and then Al Horford next game. My dude, you score four. Four. Four points. That is ridiculous. Four points out of a former All-Star. Lead veteran on the team. And you're going to come out in a playoff game and score four points. Now, I'm sure the Sixers are aware of the situation that they're in. They know somebody has to step up. Because they are missing a very, very, very huge part of their offense. Huge part. Huge part of their offense. Ben Simmons is the facilitator. And get to the basket, get to the free throw line. Feed his teammates. I got Boston winning it in four. I'm sorry. The 76ers are a good team. Don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking that. They are a good team. But they're still missing something. Every for the past couple years, 76ers have looked good in the in the regular season. They made it to the Eastern Conference Finals last year, heartbreaking loss in a heartbreaking fashion. But I I just there's they they are, they're missing something. There's something that they're missing. It's it's really something that they're missing. It's 
It's like that it factor that they're missing. It's like they get so close and then they, they crumble. They fight hard. They do. I like Joel Embiid. I do believe that he needs to play in the post a little bit more instead of sh- shooting so much. Because he's shown that he has the ability to, to post up. He's shown that. We all know that. And I'm sure many people will agree. If Joel Embiid was to stay away from the three-point line so much and was to take it into the basket a little bit more, he would be way more effective. He shoots too much. He's a decent three-point shooter. He is. But he needs to get to that damn basket more. And Al Horford, you can't you 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 can't put up ten points in two playoff games, my dude. You can't you can't do that. You gotta step up, brother. If you want to even have a chance, which is very slim, by the way, if you want to have a chance at taking down this Celtics team. You got to step up, bro. Let's move on. One of my favorites. The Miami Heat versus the Indiana Pacers. Now, we basketball fans know Heat and the Pacers, they got a little history. Not just from this, this, this year's team's current rosters, but... Back when Paul George, Lance Stevenson, David West, Roy Hibbert took on LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh in the Eastern Conference Finals. That was a very, 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 very exciting series. Pacers played hard. But we all know the end of that story. Now, the reason I'm really excited for this, for this particular matchup, Jimmy Butler and TJ Warren, they got a little beef. So you know what that means? I I love when players have beef and they meet, like, real soon. That just makes the game all the more exciting. Jimmy Butler and TJ Warren had a little altercation. Actually, not a little altercation. They had a pretty big altercation a couple months, few months back before the pandemic. And Jimmy Butler was ready for this game. He had sat out the last game that the Heat played in the bubble, the seeding games. And then he said, oh, we got the Pacers first round. Oh, it's time to lace them up. It's time to, it's, it's time to get it going. TJ Warren has been on a tear in the bubble. 53 one night. 40 plus another night. 30 plus another night. He's been, he's been doing his thing. Out of all players, I would not have expected TJ Warren to drop 50 like that. 40 like that. And I'm sure nobody, nobody would have thought that. 
TJ Warren. That don't that 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 that's just wow. But yeah, I could I could tell from the emotion that Jimmy Butler was playing with. He was ready for that game. He was ready for that game. I, mean, I think, I, honestly, I think Jimmy Butler is taking this series personal because of T.J. Warren. Game one, Jimmy Butler dropped 28, Dragons with 24. Bam out of bio, 17, not bad. T.J. Warren and Malcolm Brogdon both put up 22. In this series... I'm going to take Miami. Definitely going to take Miami. Indiana just looks too shaky. Indiana looks too shaky. Victor Oladipo isn't playing how we know that Victor Oladipo can play. And the Pacers just did. The Heat has too much for them. The Heat has a little more firepower than they do. And like I said, Jimmy Jimmy Butler's not gonna he's not gonna let this team fall to the Indiana Pacers. That's not happening. He's not gonna do it. I like Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler has that old school dog mentality. That very few that not very few. Let me let me rephrase that. Just change we just gonna rephrase it to few. That few players have. Jimmy Butler is going to be ready for you. Win or lose, Jimmy Butler is going to he's going to play hard. Jimmy Butler ain't scared of nobody. And he's proven that. He's shown that. He's letting that be known. Jimmy Butler's going to go at you. Excellent defender. Good scorer. Can get to the basket. Jimmy Butler is one of the players that has all you can ask for. I don't really see any that many flaws in Jimmy Butler's game. He comes every single game, plays hard, and he's going to come at you with that dog mentality that he has. And that's just point blank, period. I believe he is. he's a good fit. For the Miami Heat, he can help, you know, rebuild, help that team rebuild. They have a nice young core. Tyler Hero, excellent three-point shooter. Bam Adebayo has been playing his behind off. He is very, he has made a huge jump from last year. Goran Dragic. He's a little he's a little slept on. Although he may not be the Goran Dragic that we used to know from Phoenix, Goran Dragic is still Goran Dragic. There's no doubt about that. Goran Dragic is still who he is. And he will he'll still give you something. Don't sleep on him. Let's move back over to the West. Houston Rockets, Oklahoma City Thunder. Rockets playing without my main man, Russell Westbrook. Hopefully, Westbrook will be back 
soon. And hopefully the Rockets can can get rid of OKC as soon as possible. Do I think that will happen? No. No, I don't think that will happen. I do believe Houston will win this series in six games. I feel like OKC will give them give them two good games. Then that then then that'll be it. James Harden, one of the best scorers that I've ever laid eyes upon. I'm not sure of a single person in the NBA that doesn't have trouble guarding that man. 37 points in the first game for Harden. And my man, Uncle Jeff Green, coming off the bench scoring 22 he had a big contribution. Eric Gordon, 21 points. And for the OK OK OKC Thunder, leading scores Danilo Gallinari. He's playing he's actually he has played way better than I had expected him to. I didn't ex I'm not gonna lie, I didn't expect much from Gallo. But he's shown that he is a key piece. To, the, to this Oklahoma City Thunder team. Chris Paul, 20 points, game one. The Thunder have shocked the world. They are, they finished off as the fifth seed in the Western Conference. And they had a 0 0.2, 0 0.2 chance of making the playoffs. And it was also said that Chris Paul wasn't even going to put on a Thunder uniform. Look at where they are now. Look at where they are now. This is a good team. This is a very good team. Chris Paul has shown his leadership. Chai Gildas Alexander, great young player. He stepped up. He's shown that he, he can also be a key to this team. Steven Adams, of course, doing what he does. You don't even really need much from Steven Adams. You really don't. You don't need that much from Steven Adams. You know, he doesn't even have to really score that much. Because he's just such a, a, a big body. He knows the game. He can score. He can. I'm not saying that he can't score. He's just like, you don't really need him to. He does everything else great. Sets great, great hard screens. Rebounds the ball. Can protect the rim. What more can you ask for out of a big man? Other than scoring. But he doesn't even need to do all that. So Rockets took game one of that series. I got Houston winning in six, maybe five, maybe five. But they need to try to get, they need to try to get rid of the Oklahoma City Thunder as quick as possible, for the sake of Russell Westbrook. Because the sooner they get rid of the Thunder, the more time Westbrook will have to rest, and the more time he will have to prepare 
for the next series. Whomever they may face. That'll definitely give Westbrook time to heal and prepare for the next fight. And they're going to need Russell Westbrook. There's no doubt about that. The, the Houston Rockets are going to need Russell Westbrook. He's just... Uh, one of my favorite point guards I've ever watched in my entire life. He's just so explosive. He is another player that will just go out there every night and give you everything that he has. No matter how bad he shoots the ball or anything else, Russell Westbrook is a player that I know is guaranteed to give his all every single night on a, any given night, nightly basis. Westbrook is, he's, listen, <laughs> listen. And my thing about Westbrook is, he's a very, he's an excellent player. But, he needs to shoot the ball better. If he wants to go very, very far with this Houston team or any team that, you may not know what happens down the line. You don't know how long he's going to stay in Houston. Never expected him to leave OKC. You never know. In the NBA, you never know what's going to happen. You you never know. But Westbrook definitely needs to shoot the ball better. Definitely. That's something that in his career, he's always that's always been talked about. That is something that's always been talked about. But let's move on. We staying in the West. The Dallas Mavericks and the Los Angeles Clippers. Oh, what a series this is gonna be. Game one, Luka Doncic becomes the youngest player, the youngest player to drop 42 points in his debut for the playoffs. That is the most points scored in an NBA playoff debut, but now, 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 hold on, hold on. Before now, now, hold on. Before I go any further, let me just say this: the Mavericks should be leading this series two to nothing. Why? That bogus BS ejection that they gave to Kristaps Porzingis in Game One was very uncalled for. It was like what? Do, it was like what the? What the hell are you? What? What? what do, you're going to eject him. You're going to eject somebody for standing up for their teammate. And it wasn't even a real a real big scuffle. Porzingis was just backing his backing his his young player up. All he was doing was stepping in to defend him. Porzingis didn't throw any punches. He didn't do anything. All he did was stand in between Morris and Doncic. And you eject him for that? 
You got to be kidding me, bro. You have got to be kidding me. The Mavericks should be 2-0. Because if Porzingis stays in that game, the Mavericks, the Mavericks win. The Mavericks win that game. But, game two, Porzingis stays in the whole game. Doesn't stay in the whole game, I'm sorry. No ejections for him. Luka Doncic dropping 28 points. Porzingis, 23. Kawhi with 35. Lou Williams, 23. Lou Williams has always been, been that player coming off the bench that will definitely put in some work for you. Definitely. And Paul George... You can't do your little the little disappearing act in the playoffs in in this year's playoffs. You can't do that. You can't you can't you can't come out one game scoring damn near thirty, and then come out the next game scoring only fourteen. Paul George. We all know what you're capable of. We've seen it over the years. Been through a lot with the injury. Came back. It's some pressure on you, man. It is. It's some pressure on you, man. You got to step up. You got to be the all-star that we all know that you can be. Now, I do have faith that Paul George will pick it up. But he, he's got he's to be the player that we know that he can be. Or else the Clippers are going to fall. First round. If Paul George can't stay consistent. Because he is a, he's a big part of that organization. He is. That's a no-brainer. But he needs to play like the all-star that we know that he can play like. He has to be. There's no other way around it. There's no it, he you can't you can't slack off. You cannot slack off. As much as what's expected of this Clippers organization, you can't slack off. Come on, PG. You got to step up, bro. Play like an all-star. Matter of fact, play like the superstar that we all know. Come on, man. And last but not least, we're going to switch over to the East. Then I'm going to get to my last little... Last little hoorah. Game one in the Eastern Conference. The Orlando Magic, mind you, they're without one of their star players in Aaron Gordon. Defeated the Milwaukee Bucks, the number one seed Milwaukee Bucks in game one. Bucks defense looked horrible. The Bucks defense looked terrible. Nikola Vucevic took a Huge advantage of that. 
35 points for Vuce. Magic has six players in double figures. Giannis dropping 31. And that's 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 what that's about the average that Giannis scores. About 30. 30 a game. That Bucks team definitely has to step up. Through Eric Bledsoe, Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, even. They have to step up. They have to step up if the Bucks are gonna win this series. Now the Magic, I, you know, they, they won Game One, but I don't, I don't know. They, I don't, I don't see them beating beating the Milwaukee Bucks. So I'll take Milwaukee in five. Because I don't think, I don't think they they'll they'll slip up like they did in Game One. I feel like they're going to adjust. They're going to figure out what they need to figure out, and they're going to execute. So I'm taking the Milwaukee Bucks winning this series and moving on to the next round. Now, the final part of today's episode. The Los Angeles Lakers taking on the 8-seed Portland Trailblazers. Let me just say this before I, before I, before, before I go any further. That boy Damian Lillard? No words. No words. He is on a mission. He is on a mission. You can you can see it. Damian Lillard is on a mission and he is letting the league know. He is letting the league the entire league know. I'm coming. And I'm not going down without a fight. 34 points for Lillard in the first game. McCollum with 21. Melo with 11. And Melo, actually, might I add this? Carmelo Anthony is a good fit for Portland. He is a good fit for Portland. He's hit a few clutch shots in the bubble. He's he's a good fit. Melo is a is a key piece. He's a key factor. Melo had been doubted out by a couple of teams. He had even been doubted out by some people in the league. Melo is showing it out. He say, "Hey, I'm still here. Don't forget about me." I feel like Melo is he's 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 playing very well. By the way. Very well. Statement by Carmelo Anthony saying that Damian Lillard is the best player that he has ever played with. And honestly, that's arguably true. That's arguably true. In my opinion, that's ar- that's arguably true. It is. Damian Lillard has been 
he he he's erupted in the bubble. He has erupted, pulling up from the NBA logo with just just casually just boom boom boom. It's just like oh my god. Damian Lillard also told one of his teammates. He said, "What you're about to see, you ain't never seen nothing like it before." We are making these playoffs. And and it, listen. I'm not I, listen. I, I I don't know. I'm not sure I maybe after game 2 I'll get a little get a little, you know, better prediction of who may win this series, but listen, Lakers fans, I will start hitting the panic button. Because what the hell was this shooting performance? LeBron's going to do what he does. LeBron's, LeBron's going to be LeBron. AD, you can't shoot 8 for 24. You can't do that. AD has to be the AD that we know, that we have been known, that we have known, and that we have seen. 8 for 24 ain't going to cut it. Lakers shot a terrible three-point percentage. And let's get to these two jokers down here. Contavious Caldwell Pope. Oh, my God. What the hell was that? One point? 0 for 9 shooting. He had a, he, he had a triple single. One point, one rebound, one assist. He should be ashamed of himself. He should be ashamed of himself. And I'm sure he is. He should be. I would. Scoring one damn point in a playoff game. You kidding me? He's going back to the contagious Caldwell Pope from last year. He has shown a little bit of improvement during the season. And now he's going back to his old ways. What the hell was that, bro? And Danny Green. Lakers brought him in. Danny Green, known as one of the best three-point shooters in the game, in my opinion. I don't I don't sense that anybody would disagree with me on that. But two for eight? That's not gonna cut it. That never will cut it. You can't you two for eight? Come on. Come on. As lethal as a three-point shooter, you we know you can come on now. Lakers fans, I'm telling y'all. Y'all, I'ma be I'ma be a hundred percent real. The Lakers have been looking very, very shaky as of late. Even in their wins. 
They have been looking shaky. Real shaky. Listen. And I'm gonna be I'm gonna I'm gonna say this too. I will not be surprised if the Portland Trailblazers beat Trailblazers beat the Los Angeles Lakers in the first round. I won't be surprised. I will not be surprised, not one bit. I might say, oh, oh, they actually pulled it out. I, I wouldn't be surprised that they did it. I would not be surprised at all. Lakers, they the Lakers, they gotta. They need to work work some kinks out. And they need to do it fast. Because if Portland wins game two, talk about a panic button. If Portland wins game two, I don't see the Lakers. I, I don't see the Lakers winning. But like I said earlier, I, I'm not. I maybe after game two today. What time do they play today? Later on this evening. Oh, they play at 9 o'clock tonight. Maybe after this game, I will have a clearer prediction of who might win this series. But, listen, as of right now, Portland is hot. Damian Lillard is hot. CJ McCollum, hot. They, Lakers got to step up. Point blank period. Point blank period. They got to step up. It's looking a little, listen, if I was a Lakers fan, I would be shook a little bit. I would be shook a little bit, honestly. I'd be shook. NBA playoffs is all about Consistency, night in and night out, from your best players and for role players being able to step up in certain points of the series. Those are the two most important things, consistency and the stepping up of the role players. That's all it is. That's what that's. No, you can't have your best players disappear. Can't have your best players showing up one game and disappearing the next game. That's that's just that's you you can't win a series like that. You can't. You can't. Cannot do it. Well. This is the end of my first sports podcast. Really excited. It's really exciting. Uh, I apologize again. I apologize for any in, um, inconvenience or confusion with the link from uh, from earlier. But um, this episode will be posted shortly. I will be posting on my social media on when this episode will be posted after I, you know, edit and everything like that. My first episode, I feel like, you know, it went pretty well. Um, whoever is listening, thank you. I really appreciate you. 
Um, this will not be the last. I will definitely keep everyone updated on when the next episode will be and what what we will be covering in that episode. Um, game is actually going on right now. Heat and Paces are playing right now. Game started one o'clock. So I am about to kick back, tune into these games, and I would hope to see all of you and more in my next Clark Sports podcast. Thank you. God bless y'all. I hope y'all, everybody, continues staying safe, being smart, and, you know, I just hope everybody continues to get through day by day the best way they possibly can. So, without any further ado, this is the end of the episode. See y'all soon.